welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about finally trying to solve the problem that's been in front of you for 1,500 or so pages. I'm Justin. <laughs> I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we're going to talk about Legacy of the Force, Book 5, Sacrifice, Chapters 5 through 8. But, but first, first, bum bum bum. Previously, on Forever Canon, Ben introduces the ship to Jay, who gives it to Lumaya. Kip interrogates Mara over Vita Juice. Lady on the phone tells Jason no, and Mara goes assassin mode. Fett finds the long-lost clone, and Ben learns to disappear. But that was last week, and that's how we do that. <laughs> this week, we start with Chapter 5. And we start with a forward front word. The main barrier to getting the Galactic Alliance to talk sense is Jason Solo. He leads Chief Omos by the nose. And he makes Admiral Nyathal worse by encouraging her short, sharp shock tendencies. Get him out of the way and things would calm down enough for us to maneuver around Omos. I think I'll have a statesman to statesman chat with him privately. Dergedjan. Karelian Prime Minister, in private discussion. So Gedjin thinks that Jason is the problem. What do you think? Yeah, that's a uh, that's pretty uh, straightforward. <laughs> pretty. I, I wouldn't say obvious. He's not. He's not not the problem, but he's not the entire problem either. Like the problem is that you guys just you guys lied, Karelia. Yeah. You lied and built a secret fleet. So maybe Thraken was the real problem. He's already dead. He's always And you been guys a are just like whoosh, still like surfing on the wave that he's left in his wake, you know? Yeah. But like I, I don't know. Is it really Jason? He's not helping things. He's, he's not helping. Yeah, he's not helping. <laughs> and he's a little bit like overbearing, but I don't know. I don't think he's really necessarily the problem. But I think if he was out of the way, it would be easier for them to, you know, take over. Yeah, probably. Because I mean, it is the two of them, him and Nyathal, like ganging up on Omas mm-hmm. in the beginning here, kind of outnumbering him and then forcing him to be outmaneuvered. But does Ger Ger Good dip, bit, does Ger Dejin want <laughs> peace or does he want power? I don't know. He seems like a son of a bitch to me. Well, he had Thraken killed for the power, so yeah, exactly. Well, the power. Yeah. We we start. In space between Corellia and Coruscant. Mara, chilling in an XJ7, thinking about Jason, in disbelief that he would abandon his parents at Glittertown. Did um does she know that he fired on the Falcon? Yes. Yes, she yes, does. Yes, she does. Yeah. They talked about it after the end of book three. And yep. they all got together in a shuttle and went to with Tenelka, whatever, whatever. They talked about it. Yeah. You're, you're in disbelief that he ran away from them <laughs> after he <laughs> tried to kill them? I don't know. She should probably like, anyway, come on, you got to have better perspective than that. Yeah. But again, it's been her the whole time just like unbelieving that he's going to the dark side. It's girlfriends and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's, girl, it's girlfriend like, business. Lady problems. You know how it is, man. I don't know. Anyway, she's thinking, if I kill Lumaya, Jason will go back to normal. Everything will be fine again. He does sort of have lady problems. Lady of the Sith. Planning to blow up Lumaya's ship when she's on the move. It's too hard to get her when she's in one spot. The easiest time to kill a target, says the assassin, the former emperor's hand, is when they're moving from one place to another. A little pew, pew, pew. You blow up the whole ship. Dead as fuck. Yeah, because the, they would explode. <laughs> you can't survive that. Yeah, if you eject, you're out in space. And then pew, pew, pew. I'm a Jedi. I could shoot a single human body with an X-Wing. <laughs> no problem. Maybe overkill, but maybe that's what you need for a lady of the Sith. While she's in her X-Wing, Mara makes a phone call. An, an often overlooked solution to the problems of the Skywalker Solo <laughs> family. Seemingly, she makes the call just to ask... If Leia wants Mara to ask Jason for an answer to why he abandoned his family and parents on Glittertown. That's all she asks Leia. She's like, hey, do you want me to like find out what the fuck was up with that? Yeah. That's the only reason you call her? There's lots to talk about. 
You're not doing anything. You're just chilling in your X-Wing. I don't know. Anyways, that's the thing. Here's what she says. An answer to why he, and I quote, left her on a space station venting atmosphere. But did he? Because didn't he bail before Leia started fighting Alema and then Alema later then called the ship in to crash yeah. through the thing? Yeah. He didn't abandon them to die on a space station venting atmosphere. But they do it make... It ended up being that. Yeah. <laughs> they do make a comment that they came in to save him and he just peaced out. Sure. And that's a fair argument. Yeah. But like, now she's like overextending the responsibility of his actions where before she was like cutting it way short. Yeah. Now it's like, hey, the ship almost got killed after you left and that's your fault. I mean, he did abandon everybody to like the security team that was trying to murder him yeah and and the maya and alema but he not took off left her on a space station venting atmosphere that didn't happen no he was already gone the way that i went back and read that scene and the way that it goes is here comes luke and mara and they're like moments behind han and leia jason sees them you don't see jason again no nope. so i don't know right but she's awfully mad about it i i, I don't know i think I think he was already gone before Alema went all kamikaze with the Derek Rudd or whatever. Yeah, it was a Derek Rudd, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I love that ship now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good name. I, I kind of like it. <laughs> it's great. Well, up in the X-Wing, she's got lots of time to kill. So she checks in on the secret homing beacon she gave to Ben. Remember, she gave him that vibro dagger for good luck. Uh, served her so well in all of her missions. Yeah. Well, it's a tracking device. With old technology, too. so As a spy would do. Would be overlooked by the GAG stuff, you know? She thinks she might have to start tracking Jason, too. Or a more direct approach, like, and I quote, she says, maybe talk to him for once. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking wild idea. She just called his mom. Make a phone call. No, she's not going to do that. You can't just... Call Jason on the phone. You have to go talk to him. Maybe talk to him for once. Yeah, that was a great idea. 1,500 pages ago. Yeah. 2,000 yeah. pages Four ago. books ago. So many times ago. You know? And he's been kicking it with your son the whole time. Yeah. And she's been the one advocating for that. So she's really in a tough spot with this whole trying to talk people out of their problems thing because she kind of pushed the problems forward you know she yeah. kept ben with jason she kept luke off jason's back yeah i think with ben why she's doing that how i'm thinking is if you sometimes if if you see enough evil you'll be like that's wrong right and he'll choose the good instead yeah, yeah that was the hope i think that, yeah. i think so but but the rest, of the rest now of she's just thinking maybe talk to him for once yeah. and this thought is interrupted by ben disappearing from the force <gasps> dun, dun, dun. repeatedly <laughs> and Mara freaks out cut to Kuat City Skarada's got a pupper he's got a dog his dog's name is Lord Myrdalon <laughs> and I think that is perfect golden fur six legs mouthful of fangs 10 out of 10 good boy I like the dog better than the clone also, the clone's name is Jang Skarada. J-A-I-N-G. How do you like that name? It, it flows nicely. Remember we were talking about the last episode? What was his name? Cal? Jan? Something? Yeah. Jang. Jang. A little too close to Django for me. Yes. I didn't think of that one. I, I mean, how many it. guys are you going to have Boba Fett interact with? Inter I said that really weird. Put the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. But how many people are you going to have him interact with? <laughs> yeah. Say it weird again. <laughs> You can't get, I don't know, his name's got to be like his dad. Yeah. And like, I is that part of the thing? I don't know. A little too close for me. A little too close for me. But Fett and Murta, in case you've forgotten from the last episode, got bum-rushed on Slave 1. Somebody got the drop on him, and it was Jang Skirata. So together, they all decide to head to Coruscant. Just talk about what they're going to talk about somewhere where they're not being chased and shot at. Smart plan. These yeah. bounty hunters... Pretty clever people. So, Fett and Murta are getting chatty in the cockpit as they're 
getting ready to take off the course, huh? And he tells Myrta that Skirata tracked Grievous in the war. Yep. That's what Boba Fett says. In the war. Um, the war being General Grievous, episode two-ish time, uh, 45 maybe years ago. Something maybe like almost 50. That is the war. And Myrta says, the war before last, you mean? And Boba Fett says, the greatest thing. <laughs> All one long war to me. Damn. He's not wrong. No, it's it's it has been ever since that point. Well, and and his his life is along with murders and all those. Mm-hmm. It's just been all all sorts of killing his and capturing. Is, yeah, he's a personal war machine. Yeah, that's what they do. Roadie fed out there. He's not wrong though. Even the galaxy at large has been madness the whole time. Fett and Murta though head back to the cargo hold of Slave One, where Jang Skarata is, and Fett. Asks him for help. He says the words, I want your help. Not something Fett says. How many times do you think Boba Fett has ever said that in his life? A few? Never? Yeah, one. <laughs> I think he says it earlier to like Kosai or whatever when he's, maybe, I don't, I don't remember which one of those Kemin Owens is alive, but. Yeah, one of them. Earlier when he's talking to one of them and he's like, oh, I'm looking for so-and-so, blah, 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 blah. He might have said it. He might have said, I want help, but I think he just mostly threatened her. Yeah. Because that's how he does. But here, he asks for help. And after some old hate from the Imperial days gets set aside, Fett apparently led Imperials against clones on Kamino way back in the day. And that's why the clones hate Boba Fett, because he turned against his brothers, so to speak. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't probably like that either. No. no. (laughs) But nonetheless... Skirata agrees to help. He says, I destroyed all the data I had so that nobody could ever have it again. So that no cloners could have it. Because mm-hmm. we hate cloners. Because we're clones. And of course we do. Because they took all of our freedom away from us and all of our decision making. Until, I don't know, I grew out of it. Yeah, or, until he learned <laughs> to make decisions. Whatever they did. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways... He says, I'll take a blood sample of you and try to get a cure made. The only reason Skrata is helping is because he has a wife and kids and grandkids that live on Mandalore. And Mandalore needs Mandalore. Yes. The Boba Fett being the Mandalore. The planet Mandalore yes. needs the man with the title Mandalore real bad right now. You guys could have made your yeah. shit a little less confusing. The Mandalorians right need their Mandalore. My on the planet I mean, Mandalore. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You, come on. Yeah, of course his name is Jang. We use the same fucking words for everything. <laughs> We're not a very creative. I guess they wouldn't be. Farmers. Murderers. Yeah. They're all super smart though. Do they ever do they have like any like do they have like uh like a community theater? <laughs> People put on plays or like sing songs. No, it'd be like, too confusing. Everybody would have the same name. <laughs> <laughs> on the fucking on the bill outside <laughs> outside of the building on like the screen on the uh the the overhang it says like ah feet now tonight featuring yeah jang jong and jing <laughs> fat all of them somehow anyways scrat is gonna help him because he wants mandalore to be a better place for his future of his family that's a good reason reason that boba fett did not have until recently after he found out he had a granddaughter who was alive. Thank God, because his daughter was murdered by, mm-hmm. you know, the war-mongering Jason Solo. <laughs> but he will help on one condition that Fett rebuild Mandalore. It's like, I'm already doing that. I told 10 mil- 10, 2 million people to come home. I think the most interesting thing in this part is that Skirata is just straight roasting Boba Fett the whole time. Shove your credits up your ass. Yep. You fought our brothers. You're scared to be better than your sacred father, which was a real good dig. You're scared to be a better man than the man you've put on the highest pedestal in the world, even though you easily could. Also, your armor is shit. Yeah. <laughs> Get your Durasteel fucking garbage out of here. You don't even have the Mando of Beskar. Get out of here, you fucking 
Ooh, which Arutius? Which Arutius? Yeah, what is that? Outsider? Yeah, whatever the. Which I I'm that makes me more impressed with Boba Fett yeah. because he's not as protected as all the rest of them. <laughs> it's really it's funny because he's like in canon the iconic Mandalorian. You don't yeah. even really know too many other ones. Other than, you know, the clones, you watch the Clone Wars and read the clone books and stuff like that. But he is like the standout guy who's an individual. And he's yeah. the one without the special armor. Myrta is really interesting here, too. She just wants to find good in Boba Fett. To, like, excuse and rationalize how badly she wants to love him. She just wants to love her grandpa. And she is, like, always the catalyst for... Revealing all the inf- uh, all the interesting information about him. She's always the way that you get cool facts about Boba Fett. Yeah. Through her questioning him or other people or whatever, you know? She's really a- an awesome addition to him. Yeah. She balances him out emotionally. She gives him emotions that he wants to have. You know, they're both, like, conflicted with their own emotions about each other. It's just really in- a really good dynamic that they have going on. Which, who knew Boba Fett had emotions? Everybody's really? got emotions. Some people just lie to themselves about what they are. Yeah. Speaking of which, cut to G-A-G-H-Q. Jason thinks to himself that he puts his troops' needs above things like schools, health, and the general citizenship. The G-A-G has changed him drastically, as much as his Sith destiny even. Or just in drenched his beliefs even more yeah but he's not wrong there was not too many pages ago i know we keep saying 1500 2000 pages like it's a shit ton because nobody just spoke to him it's a long time for not using simple words yeah but in the span of his overall life this has been a real quick turn from i care about everything and everybody to i care about order yeah and justice not, not like ambivalent justice, but very clear and structured and strictured rules. Like different dude, man. Now he's in his office watching Senate TV, like C-SPAN. He's out there watching C-SPAN, yeah. waiting for his bill to pass in the Senate when he has a visitor. Mara Jade Skywalker. Bum, What's up, girl? Bum. Um, she's already been to GAGHQ a few times. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, one time like Ben was training or something. Another time she didn't want to ruffle his hair in front of everybody or something. Yeah. Like, she didn't want to call him. She called him Skywalker or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. he called. He said ma'am or something instead yeah. of mom. It's not her first visit to the GAGHQ. But Jason says she feels like a tornado of determination coming. And she wants to know where Ben is. And remind Jason... That Lumaya has a rat in the GAG, and she's trying to kill Ben. Don't forget, dude. What are you doing? Take care of this problem. Yeah. And she says, I won't take too kindly to that. (laughs) We don't take too kindly to them Sith ladies getting our sons murdered around here, Jason. Guy better smarten up, or else Aunt Mara's going to be upset with them. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she's Uh, dangerous. Yeah. And then she, she straight up asks Jason. She says, well... If nobody else is going to say it to your face, I will. What's happening to you, Jason? Why did you run out on your parents like that? Okay, there's a warrant out on them, but blah, 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 blah. And her judgment of Jason has let her down. She's really disappointed in herself Yeah. for not intervening sooner. Explaining things, rationalizing things away where she had evidence in front of her face and she just ignored it. As did Luke, as did name the fucking list on down all the whole list of names. Yeah. The only ones that didn't try to explain it away really are Han and Leia, but they still didn't they do just anything. They totally abandoned the whole government and their home planet. Yeah. To go over to Han's home, well, former home planet. Yeah, they they that was a weird choice right off the bat. But I guess like in the beginning of the conflict, before it's a, it's not a war yet. It's not even a fight. It's just a disagree, a governmental disagreement. Yeah. Between the two planets, and they're like, "We're gonna go there and fucking settle this. We're gonna go there and see what we can do from our side. You guys do your shit from here." And then Jason was like, left all alone in the middle, and he blew up both the sides. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, 
it kind of did make sense in the beginning, and then they just ended up on the run for like three books. But in the meantime, though, Jason's amendment is passed. And he thinks about the Senate giving him extraordinary power. The Galactic Alliance would fall, not with a clash of lightsaber blades or ion cannons fired or troops surrounding the Senate, but with a sheet of flimsy and a nod of heads. Does this sound familiar to anybody? Does this sound familiar to you at all, Tim? (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Sounds a lot like Padme to me Mm -hmm. at Palpatine's uh, big empire induction speech. This is how democracy falls. Yeah, this is how liberty dies. Liberty dies. thunderous applause. Yeah. It's happening again, Tim. (laughs) Yes, it is. History is repeating itself, you guys. It's bad news. If we don't learn from the past, we are doomed to repeat it. I don't remember anybody talking to Anakin Skywalker. Pretty sure they told him to take a seat, young Skywalker. He's like 25 years old. Yeah. Why are you being a condescending dick, Sam? <laughs> uh, anyways, chapter six. With its own forward frontward. Yep. Reports are coming in of a major battle between Seekin forces and invading Chicket troops on the Seekin home world. The Seekin administration has called for Galactic Alliance forces to intervene in what it calls an act of opportunist aggression. And share prices have tumbled over fears that the invasion will draw more planets into the expansion region into the conflict. An HNE newsflash. Here's the thing. Remember we read the back of the book with some information about Karen? Mm-hmm. She was a journalist. Yes. And specifically a war journalist. And remember the, in the first book where we were like, her stuff sounds like CNN and like it's, yeah. the, it's all the news. Well, no fucking kidding, <laughs> idiots. She's a goddamn war journalist. Like, and great use of it in these books. Like, that's cool. But the distant GA worlds are calling for aid. People are taking advantage of the uh, of the infighting in the GA to try to settle their own scores. And the question is, will the busy GA pay any attention? How thin are you going to spread your fleet when you've got three major problems in Commonor, Corellia, and Bothowie? You going to yeah. go out to Sika? <laughs> Yeah, some planet that people know about but don't really care about. Yeah, no, not going. But the chapter really starts on a ship and a ship in the Bothan sector. We get a whole segment from Nyathal's perspective. Yeah. What? (laughs) What? Yeah, she just has a little, like, couple, maybe a paragraph here. She usually just shows up in scenes when Jason's talking to her or... Her and Omos. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's only in meetings ever. Yep. But here she is. The GA has found that new Bothan ship. The Bothans made a new ship. They don't have any specs on it. Well, they found it, and they're gathering information. When a half dozen, maybe more, Bothan ships show up, and we've got a little skirmish underway. They're just out there doing recon, and they're going to blow up this ship easy peasy, they think. They're like, all right, we're going to scan it. Tag the stats, you know, put everything in the database, and then we'll blow the fuck out of it. Now, here comes a fucking bunch more, and you guys are screwed. Big fight turned into a bigger problem than you thought it was going to be. And for all of her political aspirations, Nyathal still has that deep-rooted military training. And she says, a politician, she calls herself, I should say, a politician who used to be a competent naval officer and still missed fleet action. She wants to be the chief of state. Yep. Not just the admiral of the fleet. You're going to get less and less action as you go along. Absolutely. But she misses it. The skirmish makes it pretty obvious that the GA can't send reinforcements everywhere. They can't. There's too too much going on with these other fleets. You can't send reinforcements to all the little fights like Omos wants to do. He wants to go to Sika. He wants to go here and here and here to keep other planets from seceding, other systems from seceding. Yeah. If we don't help them, they're just going to go away. Yeah, well, we can't help them. There's too much going on. But Nyathal says she'll need Jason's help to deliver an ultimatum to Omas. The two of them teaming up. Jason's yeah. got a lot of secret alliances. Yes, he does. Two. I mean, two. <laughs> that's still. But that's, that's a lot. That's still quite a bit <laughs> compared to everybody else. Yeah. 
Lumaya has two secret alliances. Jason has two secret alliances. Nyathal, just the one so far. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how she develops once her political schemes really get underway. Cut to the GAGHQ. <laughs> I'm going to challenge myself to say it as fast as I can today every time it comes up. Ben is sent for a shift at Wiretapping Central, a room of 10 space people at Space Pewters listening to Space Versations. <laughs> as you do. In times of war, we must listen to what all the politicians are saying. They've got everybody tapped. And an interesting conversation comes across one trooper's station. Remember Gedgen's foreword from Chapter 5? Where he was discussing how he needs to have a conversation with Chief Omas about getting rid of Jason? This is that conversation! I'll give you the TLDR. Kill Jason and Nyathal and I can bring Corellia peacefully back to the GA under your rules. You couldn't have done that before without killing everybody? Yeah. You all you tried to kill Tunnel Ka. Now you're trying to kill Jason and Nyathal. You already killed Thrakensal Solo. This guy is not a good guy. No, he's not. He is not a good guy. You aren't tricking me anymore, Gerdejan. <laughs> I'm going to try to say that wrong on purpose every time, too. It's even harder. Yeah. Gerdejan. When, uh, when you know it. Yeah. 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 Anyways, that's what's up. Gedjin says they have to. He, this is what he says to Omas. They have to. It's our duty before the whole galaxy is at war. Yeah. Hey, man. Stop doing a war. I know that sounds real simple, but you could absolutely halt hostilities for peace talks. Yeah. Happens all the time. Yeah. All the time. That's called a ceasefire. Yeah. Just do a quick one. Have a little chat. Maybe you don't have to kill everybody because you know what Jason wants? The same thing that Omas wants. He wants everybody to play by the same rules. He wants things to be fair. He wants there to be order. Yep. Corellia was trying to do chaos. He's like, I don't want chaos. Meanwhile, Secret Alliance friend totally wants chaos, but he doesn't. He wants order. I bet you Admiral Nyathal wouldn't be against it either. No. As much as, you know, she says she missed the fleet action. As weird as it sounds, if Jason and Omas and all them were just like, okay, Corellia, we'll adopt your rules. Yeah. Peace, immediately. Yeah, you'd think so. And you'd have order, and it would be fine. But instead, he tells Omas to meet him on Vulpter. Is okay. That, is that Vulcan Jupiter? Yeah, maybe. Ooh. It is. <laughs> the V's everywhere. And Omas agrees to this plan. Quite damning and disconcerting intelligence for Jason's secret police to find. I'm sure Omas um, will be fine. I'm sure I'm sure this will all just play out simply with a conversation. <laughs> yeah. As all these things have been going. But if you're Jason's secret police, and this is the conversation where the president talks to another president, and they say, we really got to kill that head of secret police. Let's go talk about it somewhere else. <laughs> what, a, what a goddamn piece of intelligence <laughs> to come across, you know? But... What this really does is steal Ben's resolve about his mission that Jason gave him. Yeah. He's gotta get Gedgen. Ben now had no idea if Callow Moss was bypassing the Senate illicitly to do a personal deal with the enemy or walking into a trap like the one Gedgen had set for Tal Ka and Uncle Han's late, unlamented cousin Thracken. Jason was right as ever. Gedgen had to be stopped. Oh, Ben. But he's not wrong. He's not. Gedgen is what he's telling everybody Jason is. He, or at least he is the equivalent on the other side. Yeah. Where he is scheming, conniving, and pushing more violence forward all the time. But he's less public about it, so people don't. Yeah. Well, he's less public about it because he's on the smaller team, probably. Yeah. You know? If yeah. he's on the other side, he would be Calamas, and he would be uh, way more scrutinized than... The Confederation of Three to Seven Planets. Yeah, it's not a lot. <laughs> Cut to Nyathal's office on Coruscant. Write to Jason and Nyathal discussing that transcript of Omas Gedgengate. Sorry, Dejen. Dejengate. <laughs> um, they plan a coup. 
the two of them. Right here. Omas and Gejin are going to do their own. <laughs> okay, I got to stop. Yeah. Omas and Gejin are going to do their own coup. Well, we'll do our coup first. The two of them decide very subtly. They agree their allegiance is to the GA and not its leader. As yeah. all things should be. Jason's new law will be used to make a new law to allow GAG to arrest heads of state and politicians like Gejin. Wink, wink. And Omas, shh, don't tell anybody. Put that law to quick use, man. It just passed on (laughs) C-SPAN a few hours ago on conversation. But what a great use of it. Like, he was pondering over the the flexibility of it, you know, so far along the way. And right away, he finds a very good use for it. Yeah, he made a law to make laws. The secret police can arrest the president on suspicion only. Yeah. That's unlimited power. Well, he is meeting with the enemy, technically. That's treason, right? Sort of. But it depends on the motivation, I think. Yeah. Because he he would have there has to be intelligence staff that knows because somebody has to coordinate the thing. Yeah. He's definitely doesn't go by himself. And so is it treason if you tell a couple people and tell them not to tell anybody else? Or, you know, that's... And I guess heads of state meet all the time. The, the trick is that it doesn't matter if it's treason or not. What matters is that he can be taken out of the picture now. Yeah. And in a non-lethal way, where they don't have to be seen murdering the president in a coup. It's just, look what he did! Slap some cuffs on him, yeah. off. And we're, we're following the loft. Yeah. The law that I just made. Yeah. <laughs> it's legal. The coup is in place. But first, let's go see if Omas plans to kill us or Gerdejan. Just the thought that we just had. Let's see. That's probably pissing everybody off so bad saying Gerdejan. Yeah. But let's go see if he's committing treason or if he's trying to broker peace. Is yeah. he going to kill Gedjin or is he actually going to agree to kill us? So the two of them go to his office and Jason gives Omas a chance to subtly admit the call that he had with Gedjin, but he does not. And I quote, and his future and his fate were sealed. <laughs> Just. That creeps me out, man. So what's their full plan? Kill Gedjin. Arrest Omas, rule as a tag team until you can have elections after the war is over. Simple, isn't it? Simple, simple, simple. Yeah. Kill the president, arrest the other president, tag team champions of the world! The fish face, Nyathal! (laughs) The sad dark boy, Jason Solo! The new age. Prime Ministers. Uh, all right. Yeah. That was... Uh, that one... Okay. Started strong. You were doing good at the started beginning. Started strong and <laughs> fell apart. Okay? They can't all be fucking gems. <laughs> Chapter 7. The forward, frontward, I shall read to you. Gorin, in Fett's absence, I think you really ought to see this. I don't think it can wait. Sometimes the Vongis do you a favor. Site foreman Herrick Vorad on examination of excavated rock from land north of Inseri, Mandalore. Mandos found something valuable on their own planet? Could it be, perhaps, a metal so rare that even Boba Fett's armor isn't made out of it? Hmm? Cut to Omaya's safe house on Coruscant. She's trying to get Jason to meditate and focus on the Force instead of his own brain. And that apparently is an impossible task. Yeah. She can't get him to just stop analyzing everything and feel with the force. Even though he has long ago said to himself, I will not be thinking anymore. I will only be reacting. (laughs) But here he is thinking. And she thinks Jason is thinking and analyzing too much, giving too much time and thought to all these little plebs beneath him. Get out of here, you little plebeians, you worthless little people. Worms. He's Jason Solo. Yeah. 
He's the destined to be the Sith master of the galaxy. And he's worried about fucking bureaucracy. <laughs> She's like, no, don't. No, that, that's no, right. Don't be worried about that. <laughs> that will all work itself out. She also senses a small lingering reluctance to achieve his destiny, which she thinks the sacrifice will resolve for him. He's still a little bit apprehensive because I think he doesn't know what he has to do. Yeah. It's hard to be fully on board with the evil scheme when you're like, who? who? Yeah, who, when there's who no am plan. I have to kill? It's very vague. He doesn't, So maybe that's where his reluctance comes from. Or maybe that's the little bit of good left inside of him as the destiny of his grandfather before him. That little piece of corn in the poop that. Jesus, <laughs> that that Luke Skywalker is gonna find and pull out and bring him out of the darkness of the bowl and eat it. <laughs> no, what the fuck am I talking about? I have no idea. All right, but I don't like it. Okay, she thinks. Lumaya thinks. Back on track. Focused him. Lumaya <laughs> thinks. <laughs> Jason loves Ben because he wants a son. I'm gonna let me repeat that. Lumaya thinks Jason loves Ben so much because Jason longs to have a child. She doesn't know about Alana. No, that has been up in the air for him. Yeah, does she? Doesn't she? Have I given it away, or, or have I not? One of the few times that we get to look at her lack of information. Yeah. One of the very few times that happened again earlier, I think maybe in the last book or in the first four chapters. I remember saying this though, but she doesn't know for sure. She doesn't know about Alana. Yeah. The only thing she other thinks she hasn't known for sure is who his sacrifice or what his sacrifice has to be. Yeah. Everything else has been. And she, she even said like, maybe it's not killing a person. Yeah. Maybe it's killing an idea. Maybe it's killing a, 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 a faction or something. Yeah. Or, like a part of him, like self, you yeah, know what I mean? Like yeah. his ideal self-sacrifice, yeah. which he's been doing the whole time, but for selfish reasons. Yeah. Selfish self-sacrifice. Ooh. He's sacrificing things that he loves for more power. <laughs> yeah. For unlimited power. I keep doing the finger thing. It feels <laughs> so good keep every doing... time. All right. One of these times I'm expecting lightning to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck. We'll have to get new mics. Okay. Jason says, I need you to distract Mara for a while. She's getting a little too close. She's getting a little on the scent here. Yeah. Also, he asks her, why with the hand holding? What the hell was that? Yeah. He asks her. Thank you. That's what I wanted to know. Thanks, Jason. Why? So. Let's go back to Glittertown. If he is there to see her hold hands with Luke Skywalker, maybe he is there to see the Duracrud come smashing to the ceiling. Yeah. But maybe not. Because they don't... It's not written in there what he's doing after he disappears. It's not written in there what Jane is doing at all. <laughs> yeah, we discussed <laughs> We'll that. get back to that another day. <laughs> but, like, maybe he was. Maybe um, he saw it as he was leaving or something. Maybe everybody being mad about him doing that is supposed to be our hint that he did that <laughs> instead of resisting that information. I don't know. I, I don't know. Am I just trying to defend Jason? Cause I like Jason. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, he did try to kill his parents. Can't defend that. <laughs> but why are you holding Luke Skywalker's hand? And internally she's not entirely sure, but tells Jason that, it would have changed the course of events to kill Luke. She's from the future. Yeah. She didn't know. Or she just tapped into that Sith tapestry that is the uh, seeing of all time across <laughs> dimensions or whatever the hell. Fabric of the Force. Yeah. I wonder what it feels Or like. she's just making up a lie real quick. Is the fabric of the Force itchy? I hope it's not like wool. Itchy That's no thing. good. Uh, how, why did people... Okay, anyways. Moving on. Yeah, wool's no good. Lots of Lumaya's little thoughts to pull from this exchange, too. Like, she has a lot of thoughts to herself in, in this scene. She's a little bit mad at Jason for leaving her at Glittertown. Even though she knows, like, that's petty and he has to do what he has to do. She's still a little bit mad about being abandoned by him. 
And she thinks uh, some other things like Jason's too small-minded. She wants a Sith-controlled galaxy. And Jason is the beginning of order. And Jason is the end of chaos. This might be my favorite Lumaya scene so far. Yeah. I mean, go go read it. I'm not going to tell you uh, bit by bit everything details, but like this is a couple of good exchanges between the two of them. And more and more, we're getting actual like insight into her thoughts and not just when she is controlling things and on top of all the information. This is insight into her when she's unsure. Yeah. Cut to shoo. It's time to follow Amos to Vulcan Jupiter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to Vol- to Vulcan. It's time for Ben to kill Gedgen. And he said he thinks to himself, kids my age are in school. Yeah. And I'm out here going to kill a prime minister <laughs> yeah. of a confederation of planets. Yeah. He's still swaying on if what he's about to do is right or wrong, but he knows it has to be done. But here comes Shivu. And see, Shivu supports this mission, so it must be okay. I like Shivu. And now Lakauf is going to teach Ben how to use a sniper rifle. Which, of course, includes a little story about how, you know, your grandpa Vader wasn't all that bad. <laughs> yeah. My grandpa served with him. and He said he took care of his troops like you wouldn't believe. He cared about the people that were under his command and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, well, not the other 300 trillion people in the universe. And yeah. secretly, I don't know if you know this, all he ever really cared about was Padme. Yeah. And then he thought his kids were dead. And then when he found out they weren't, he also cared about them for a minute. And, you know, saved the galaxy and stuff at the end. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Redeem himself. Completely dream yourself. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> Typical story. Yeah. Took 20 years to do it, but he did it. <laughs> this practice with the sniper rifle also includes shooting droids. That's your practice. It's like a, a, a gel based droid that rebuilds itself every time you fucking kill it. And Ben finds even that disturbing. He finds it hard to even shoot the droids. Yeah, that are designed for target practice. That aren't regular droids. Yeah, yeah. they're designed for target practice. They don't think, they don't speak, you know? Yeah. It's literally just motor function to do a thing. Yep. How how are you going to how are you going to kill the prime minister? Yeah, a living, breathing, thinking person. But after a few hours, he's a good shot. He's a great shot. 97% success rate. But Ben is put off of it until he thinks about it not as killing, but solving a problem. He tries to distance himself from assassinating like everybody else yeah. does and calls it something else. We're just going to call it solving a problem so I can get my little 14-year-old brain through this murder. <laughs> sure. Whatever, whatever you gotta do, Ben. I guess you've already killed dudes. More like rationalizing and and just switching words around so your brain isn't like, nope. It's just yeah. If you word it the right way, you can alleviate the guilt. Yeah, yeah. I should learn that. Cut to the Bavine Vassar farm on Mandalore, and we are gonna talk about Beskar. Beskar was the toughest metal known to science. Even lightsabers had trouble with it. There had been a time when every army in the galaxy wanted a supply. It was still the most valuable metal on the market, and there was war raging all around them. The Mandalorians, across a farm and through some tunnels, which were where Mandalore fought off all the Vong, Boba Fett, Comes to a smith with a big fat new pile of the super, super valuable, super, super strongest metal in science. As they're talking earlier about they're broke and broken. Yep. With no means of unity, nothing to rally behind other than the Mandalore and the planet Mandalore. Here comes a fucking windfall. Yeah. And good timing. It comes out of like. The bad. How did you find this Beskar? Boba Fett comes to ask him. Remember when the Vong used gravity weapons to blow chunks of our planet apart? They left us a nice hole right to the sweet, sweet metal. <laughs> like, all right, that's cool. Then, all right, I can get behind that. They got they they needed money. 
They needed power. They needed unification. They got it all in the metal, in the Beskar. All of it. Every time Boba Fett has a problem placed in front of him, it is immediately solved. He was looking for the clone Skirata. Yeah. The clone finds him. He's looking for his daughter. His granddaughter finds him. Yeah. Just, there were other things too along the way that I'm now forgetting. Like the, whatever, whatever. Every time he's hunting for something or like on the move to solve a problem, it gets solved around him first. Yeah. Yeah, answers kind of fall into his lap. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's on purpose or if it's just for like expediary storytelling. Yeah, just to expedite the story a little bit. Yeah. I don't think expediary is a word, but... That's okay. I got you covered. It's in there now, baby. Yeah, it's a word now. <laughs> put it in the, put fuck, in the books. Put it in the Oxford. That's a joke for the old people there. The Oxford Dictionary is a thing. Uh, Google it, kids. Okay. <laughs> we also get a closer look at what Mando life is like with a family and a family dinner and Boba's thoughts. He says, Mandalorians adopt family all the time. That's the whole thing. Yeah. The parents go out hunting. Now there's a rule. Only one parent goes at a time. But the parents go out hunting, kids get orphaned, somebody has to raise them. Adopting family is like Mandalorian tradition. Yeah, they're very like paternal culture. Yeah. They, like, they get, really they, are. They share with, with their needy. They stick together. And Boba Fett wonders to himself, why the hell can't I seem to do any of that? Why, you were never why am culture, I having man? a hard time? Yeah, exactly. He was never raised Mandalorian no. in the culture. But like, why can't I accept this granddaughter into my heart? Why can't I give a fuck about this planet and all the people? Slowly, slowly. He's trying. Chip, chipping away at that. And yeah. like, it, it's in there. He wants it. But yeah. It's like, you know, it's probably easier to get through the Durasteel armor than the Beskar. His heart is made of Beskar. Yes. <laughs> the, the outer armor might be shit, though. Chapter 8. Also, believe it or not, has a forward frontward. I believe it. Once Omos pulls his troops back, we'll talk the Bothans into behaving. Give it a month or two, let everyone calm down and get used to a ceasefire, and we'll use that lull to regroup with Commodore, Fondor, and Bothui to give Coruscant a pounding it'll never forget. Karelian Prime Minister Gerder Gedgen <laughs> Discussing longer term plans with Confederation defense staff. I fucking told you. See, this is ridiculous. So what? Hey, let's do a ceasefire and then wait a month or two and then blow the shit out of them. That's a surprise, surprise. Fucking puppy surprise. Gedgen plans to double cross everybody. His plan is let's pretend to have peace. And then we're going to Ant-Man inside their asshole and fuck, boom, blow them up from the inside. Yeah. Piece of shit, this guy. <laughs> He's a, he really is a terrible human And being. none of this is information that Ben has. No. You know? So he is wavering on the morality of killing the dude. If he had this information, there'd be no question. I don't, I don't think. know. I think there still would. There would be. Because he's a Skywalker. Yeah. Solo. <laughs> yeah. Cut but to. I, he would have also, an easier time. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Cut to. GHQ. 2100 hours. Six hours out from assassinating Gedgen Dejan. Ben actually thinks of it now. In this part, he's gone away from calling it a. What do you say? Solving a problem? Yeah. Now he's gone back to thinking of it as an assassination. And he uses those words several times in, yeah. this, in this segment. Maybe because he's never done it before. He tried to distance himself from it and he can't. He can't distance himself from the cold-blooded muck duck murder for all of you non-office fans out there. He's never done it before. So he's trying to distance himself. He's trying to remove himself emotionally, but he can't. He's still thinking of it as an assassination. It's not a coup to Ben. It's not a problem solving. It's back to an assassination. LeCalf comes along again to deliver some info, some hair dye. And some encouragement. He tells Ben he's proud of him. Even if he wouldn't let his own hypothetical children do this job at Ben's age, he's proud of Ben. Even if your dad can't accept what you're doing here, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Me. Darth Vader's best friends. 
grandson. <laughs> or at least that's the picture that he paints of. He's proud of Ben. Ben dyes his hair and thinks he might even look a little like Barrett Say now. Say, say. Yeah, weird name. Think all the way back to when Ben was exploring the Karelian depths of Coruscant looking for troublemakers. And he found a boy trying to shoot a cop. Yeah. Ironically, he thinks he looks like him now as he's going to shoot a prime minister. Weird that his boots are missing, though. Cut to Skywalker apartment. Luke is dreaming of that hooded figure again. It's been a while. Yeah. Only this time, when he wakes at 4 a.m., he feels that someone was actually just in my apartment. This is not a dream. This is go time. He gets up, jumps, races after the force amusement that he senses. Luke rushes to the doorway to find it jammed open with Ben's G.A.G. boots that he was pretty sure he's going to be painted pink and brought back by <laughs> by Shivu uh, before the mission. No, Lumaya got him and she left him at the doorstep of Luke Skywalker. And Luke says it's 100% Lumaya. There's no doubt in his mind. He feels it in the force. Yeah. He recognizes her scent. And he is shaken and angry. Yeah. Luke Skywalker is angry. He's angry at himself. He's angry at Lumaya. He's angry at Jason, whom he calls. And again, Jason feigns ignorance of, I don't know, yeah. I don't know man. I'll have to do another search for the rat, but I already did one. And Luke even thinks he condescending little jerk. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. All the times that you get Jason side where he's like, oh, teach this son of a bitch some manners and stuff <laughs> like that. He, it's back the other way now. It's going both ways because Luke is mad. Yeah. And he says to himself, I know what my problem is. I forgot who I am. He was an uncomplicated man who cared enough about his friends and family to die for them. If that was what it took to save them. He was, as Mara told him at least once a day, a farm boy. He was Luke Skywalker. And if he could take on the Empire without a second thought, he could certainly finish off one of the last pitiful remnants of its rule, Lumaya. He's gonna kill her. That Yeah, that's very... As far as Luke Skywalker... That's very dark for him. It's very not Luke Skywalker. Yeah. But... We've been saying this for four books, bud. Do a thing. Yeah. He thinks to himself, sitting on my backside. Yeah. Yeah. Get the fuck up <laughs> and go solve this fucking problem. You've just been sitting there. You've been this wasting months? Yeah. Weeks? Days? I don't know. You could have been looking for her all this time. You didn't. You just and you know what? What the hell? As soon as you found out she was back, you just wait for her to do what she's doing. Yeah, to show up. You don't up. go after her right away. Yeah, no. The whole council. Fuck off. Yeah, every I I would send as many masters and Jedi knights as we could spare to go after this this Sith. Think about it. Oh my God, there she's the last one probably. Kill her. Yeah. Immediately, or capture her. Whatever you're gonna do, but try something. Try something, anything. 12 masters, chase that bitch down. Yeah. Come on. She can't get y'all. She can't. They got one, though. Yeah. Pour one out for Tracina Lobby. Cut to GA Starfighter Command. Mara and Jaina, welcome to the book in Chapter 8. Last time was Chapter 6. Now she's even later. Great. She could get more of this book like Ben did last time. She might. Yep. Ben started in chapter eight. It could be the pivotal chapter to take over the fucking book <laughs> as Ben did from that point on. But they are plotting Lumaya and Alema's known movements. They're plotting them out on a, on a map looking for any kind of pattern until they devolve into an argument over who should have stopped Jason and when I'll tell you all of you many, many times, all of you, not just Jaina, not just Mara, all of you. Her nerves are frayed. And Mara particularly is on high alert. And she asks Jaina straight to her face. 
I just don't get how you can be so caught up in worrying whether you want Jag or Zek when your own brother's going to pieces and taking others with him. Boom. Roasted. Good job, Mara. All that criticism we had of all that push-up, pull-up contest and dick measuring and Jaina sweating titties over who's going to pick who. Your brother is fucking breaking the galaxy. Yep. Where the hell are you? Thank you, Mara. You are my new favorite character. Lando be damned. (laughs) Jaina says, maybe I want to be distracted so I don't go crazy about what Jason's doing. Yeah, maybe, but that's that's not not productive. Very responsible. (laughs) At all. Aren't you a Jedi Knight? Aren't you a protector of the galaxy and the GA in uh, goodness? Yeah. (laughs) You know, what a fucking lame excuse. Super weak. Super weak excuse. No, it definitely sounds like something that was made up on the fly. Mara thinks Jaina kind of sucks. She thinks Ben is more mature and focused than this 31-year-old woman. What the hell's up with that? An excellent point. <laughs> he may be focused on the wrong but things like, at the yeah, moment. He's more but... mature and more uh, responsible. Like, resp- I said resp- irresponsible about Jaina worrying about boys because it is. Yeah. Your responsibility as a Jedi is to take care of problems like this. Not, who do I like? Black hair, blonde hair. Yeah, they're... Wait, they both have black hair. They're emotional... <laughs> ma- <laughs> I always yeah. think Zach is blonde. Yes. But what were you going to they, say? They're emotional... Their emotional uh, maturity is like flipped between yeah. Baina... Baina. Baina. Uh, oh, I'm doing it I'm now too. It, buddy. Baina, <laughs> ba- big Baina. Between Ben big angry and Baina. Jaina. Yeah. She's acting like a 16-year-old high school student. Yeah. L- looking there. at the... He's out there trying to finish the war off by assassinating the president. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do. Mara thinks Jaina sucks. And she's not wrong. But she also thinks. And I quote. She'll rise to the challenge when it comes. But if this isn't it, I don't know what is. Again. It's an excellent point. (laughs) If this isn't the challenge that she's going to rise to... And become a mature, responsible Jedi Knight. She's a great pilot. She's great in the in the military. But, like, she seems to be lacking in the Jedi focus. Yeah. But she'll rise to the challenge when it comes. Hard to rise above everyone else when they've got an eight-chapter head start. But, <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe you know, the cream always rises to the top. And all the weird. But how much worse does it have to get, really? Apparently not, because now everybody is on the case. Luke arrives, boots in hand, and that's the last straw. He tells Mara he's going to kill Umaya. And she says, no, you're not. <laughs> listen, I get it. Listen, farm Thanks. boy. I'm fucking killing that bitch. It's going to be me. It's yeah. going to be me. And Jaina says, I'm going to come too. And I'll help you. And maybe we find a lemma. And I get to cut her stupid face off, too. Hey, how about all three of you go together? Well, wouldn't that be all right? But Mara raises a good point. Someone's got to stay back on Coruscant in case this is a fucking trap, wild goose chase diversion to get you all away from Coruscant for something that Lumai is going to do there. There's nine other Jedi Masters. Because she's there. leaving a trail. True. <laughs> <laughs> Like, not to mention a hundred Jedi, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? There's a lot of competent hands around there, but Luke, you better stay back. He is based on the hand holding, maybe a liability, but it is fucking on baby. Luke agrees to keep an eye on Jason, Ben and the GAG. And as Mara and Jaina take off, she thinks I'm coming for you, cyborg. It's time. It certainly is. (laughs) But that leaves us with a few questions for next week. Will Mara find Lumaya? Will Ben murder Durger Dejengejen? Did Lumaya wear his boots? Ugh, gross. (laughs) Find out next week when we cover Legacy of the Force, Book 5, Sacrifice, chapters 9 through 12. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Never leave your lucky vibro dagger at home.
And don't track your kids, I guess. Says you. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.